Hello, my name is Julieta. Welcome back to my podcast slash radio show, as I like to call it. Today is Friday, so that means conversations with friends. I am so excited for this episode. Last week with Clara, we had so much fun. I enjoyed this conversation and I want to thank one more time, Clary, for all your help for recording. I am learning so much thanks to my guests. So I wanted to say that again. And this week I have another dear friend living in Germany as well. I don't know what's going on with Germany, babes. I think it's calling me today. My conversation is with a friend that I met almost nine years ago in London in the trip that changed my life. We met and we had this common point, you know, of two girls trying to find their destiny and freedom and financial freedom. And we discovered, both of us, the life that we wanted. It was so special because we came from very different lives. Uh, she comes from Russia and I come from Argentina, two very different countries. And you know them well that when I thought about the conversations with friends, I was like, Zoe, I'm calling you right now. This is so exciting. Thank you so, so, so much for inviting me. And uh, when I heard from you that you're doing this, I was like, girl, you better invite me. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. I wrote a list of people. And it's so funny because I wrote some of them and they were like, I was waiting for this message. And many wrote me first. So I was like, oh, my God, this is so nice because I don't know. Uh I wanted my friends to participate. I didn't know if they right. wanted. And it's very cool, you know, because podcast, it's so, I think it's so comfortable. You know, it's no video. You don't show your face. You you can be in a sweatpant or something. But as I want to do every time, I wanted to let you introduce yourself so my listeners know who you are. Okay, perfect. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Zoya. I am 24 years old as of now. I live in Germany, in Munich currently uh, and I've immigrated from Russia a little over six and a half years ago I had to count prior to recording the episode because I barely remember <laughs> I remember the specific time when I moved but you know as years pass by when somebody asks you for how long you've been in France you're like uh I don't remember <laughs> right <laughs> long enough <laughs> to speak the language so um, yeah, and I totally love the fact that um, the London trip was so transformative for us both because um, just like you say, I've seen the life I want to have, you know, the quality of life, meeting new people, having the freedom of choosing your own path of, um, I don't know, financial freedom, freedom of speech. It, this is very present in, in, you know, my case. We're not going to get uh, deeper into the politics, but... Um, I was very appreciative of that. And um, well, 16 year old me haven't only met uh, a friend, a best friend for life in London, um, but also my first love. And he was from Germany. Funnily, um, yeah, you know, since I was a child, I knew that I want to study abroad. But, you know, to be honest, I'm no rich kid. Like, I don't come from a you know, very privileged background. But then, um, you know, Europe offers mainly three countries, like there are three opportunities to uh, study for free uh, while you speak the national language. Uh, 
one of which is France, where you are currently. Another one is Germany. And the third one was uh, Czech Republic. And I was like, okay, Germany, mm -hmm, it makes sense. It snapped uh, in my head. And I was like, I'm going to give it a try. And uh, surprisingly, it worked. Um, of course, not without help of my parents. I had to still learn the language when I arrived. So I didn't directly start studying. I also didn't know what I want to study. So um, it was really awesome to get the opportunity in Germany to um, attend a language course before you study. And then uh, the life hit. <laughs> yeah. Real life. Oh, my God. So basically, like, before you left at the age of 18, then? Right. Uh, true. Um, I didn't mention that. Yeah, I was 18. I barely turned 18 and then got finally got my visa. <laughs> Yeah, and I moved all alone. So I wanted to ask you, uh, how was your life in Russia before leaving to Germany? That's a very good question because honestly, I didn't have any adult life back then. I was barely turning eighteen and directly leaving straight abroad, and I have never worked in Russia, so I don't really have this comparison. Um, that I can draw and say, okay, work in Germany is like this and work in Russia is like that. I do know how things work, you know, while talking to my friends and my family and my parents, seeing how my parents worked and uh, knowing the Russian culture. Um, but yeah, I simply graduated school and I had like two internships. So given the fact that you had only uh, work experience in Russia as an intern, you know, and you did a bachelor in economy and tourism, and now a master's in taxes and accounting. Why did you choose this uh, career path? And how was your education in Russia? So the education that I got in Russia was a general school education, the highest you can get. Um, it was all for free. I wasn't going to a private school. It was very... <sighs> generic I don't even know how to describe it we had a very strict school it was a gymnasium so they put emphasis on natural sciences and uh, I was in an economics class and I had like I don't know 10 hours of mass a week it was a lot but I loved it um, and so I knew that uh, I'm good at languages or I mean at <laughs> the English language and uh, I love mathematics so I decided to combine the two somehow because I thought this is what I'm this is what I want to do but as I started researching deeper I've only seen the possibility of working at an insurance company or at the bank and I thought oh my god no <laughs> no no <laughs> this is not where I see myself in the future and I decided to do something completely different um, after I got my German school graduation to be able to study any um, economical subject I decided to uh, study tourism and economy because you know I love traveling I love languages um, the university that was offering it uh, also had a compulsory semester abroad and I imagined my studies to be so much fun and well uh, corona <laughs> hit me on the head <laughs> I was in the fourth semester doing my internship so you also have a um, possibility or I mean it is, it is mandatory you are also supposed to um, attend an internship at a company for like five to six months. And I went to Berlin 
to work at the Ritz Carlton. Uh, it was so much fun, but it was the beginning of 2020. And um, well, the hotel was closed and there was no work, literally, like oh. no department. They just closed. And I was supposed to uh, go back to Munich and I did. And um, after that, the whole question, what am I supposed to do with my career? And so to me, this was a turning point. You know, towards the end of your studies, um, you get the opportunity to choose uh, a major. And so my major was in law, corporate law, in accounting, which are the two things that I also loved doing um, when I attended the German school, um, and also taxes. And I had like no idea what I'm getting myself into. I fell in love. And do you think like your path, you know, professional, it was almost like kind of uh, guided by the kind of education that you got, that it was very like strict and or ordered? This is such a good question. Um, I actually think that my path, my professional career path is rather chaotic for an organized person like me. Um, I would have loved to know that I would love to do taxes back in the day, <laughs> back when I graduated, because I, for a long time, had a feeling that um, I was not studying the right thing. It's so important to do what you like, and not only what you're supposed to, but also what you like. And if you can combine the two, you get happiness and balanced life and you know, there is this security that you give yourself deep inside, you know, that this is the right thing to do. And um, I cannot stress enough the fact that it's okay to stop studying what you study if you don't like it. It's crazy because somebody that is very close to me um, is going through that right now. And I've been there a few times and it was very stressful. Of course, that I always worked and it's funny because now with my project, I I have been working here in France, you know, um, as a babysitter. And then I worked in a guitar shop and then I worked as a waitress. And when I was doing this project and I was looking back, I was like, wow, I have so many times changed way. And every time that I did, I was so afraid, but so sure that I had to, you know, for myself. Because some people, you know, they have more tolerance, you know, or fear maybe to change but me I was like I was unable to remain I mean in front of uh, my body and my mind telling me this is not for you uh, so I'm very glad that you had the courage you know to change and to find what you wanted because at the end of the day it is your life man it's what you're gonna do every day you don't want to do something that you don't enjoy. I understand, you know, people that have other responsibilities, that have children, that maybe they didn't have the choice. If you're afraid and you have the chance, take it because not everybody have, you know, this chance. That is so true. Maybe my example can help somebody because I decided to finish. You know, I decided to graduate and it took me longer than expected. And I graduated after four years. I think in Germany, it's like three and a half. And it took me a little longer than four years. And I'm so proud of myself because I literally made the best out of it. And maybe finding a major, you know, or studying a little longer and getting the 
if you if you get the possibility to like pick your modules doing something else like if you study economics pick some languages like try to take the most out of it if you're already enrolled use the whole offer that your university gives you because this way you may open new paths for yourself yeah absolutely so yeah sometimes that's for people that are that realize you know that they don't want to do what they're doing when they are like very like far from the start you know and they're like no I cannot quit I already did like three semesters or this and that and yeah it's very also courageous to tell yourself I mean you knew that you liked math and that you could like use this um so you keep there but yeah I think uh I know the fear. Maybe I am more like a savage in this sense. I you know, I just though. face it. <laughs> I was always admiring this. The fact that you could just do whatever you want. Maybe this has to do with the upbringing because you asked me about my parents and about the working culture. I was so ashamed to be going back to Russia and telling people I study tourism and economy because they expected me to study mechanical engineering like clara or they expected me to study law or even being a doctor and i come back and i say i study tourism and everybody looked at me and be like why would you do that why would you go to germany to study this and so ah so the social pressure was in your head totally not only social pressure it was i mean i love my family and they always supported me but i feel like I feel like in the beginning, when I was not very happy with my choice with tourism, I was not brave enough like you to quit. And so I kept complaining and kept feeling uncomfortable. So I felt like everybody expected me to do something different, but they never did. So you put this pressure on yourself and you imagine that your parents are ashamed for you or you imagine that you're a failure or you know this this is all in your head in the end and this is how I lived for the past four years until I finally decided to do something and I gave it a try and here I am finally happy and well it's just the beginning of my master's um, of my new professional path let's see how long I like doing this (laughs) yeah Um, but I mean when when you say like um that you were not brave at a certain point. I think it is a process, you know, and everybody is different. I think I am also older than you, babes. Don't forget that. So maybe I had, you know, more experience in um, just revealing myself. And also it's funny that you mentioned like my upbringing. I think that I was always like this. My mom says, since you're seven years old, you do whatever you want. And it's funny because um, I had very st- a very, very strict education in my house um, and also at school. But I was someone that maybe because of the music or maybe because it is something natural in me or because very early I could listen to music that inspired me to have a different life. And also like London changed it all. When you see the life in front of you, you know, in the 3D this is possible is like no I am never gonna back down you know on my vision and I think that maybe it was even like the strictness of my parents and maybe not because they didn't want maybe to let me do what my thing I think parents I mean they are afraid for you they want the best for you they believe to know the best for you and opposite to me 
I didn't have a strict upbringing at all, but there was social pressure of doing something good. It's like very similar to a lot of um, Asian cultures where they say that their parents expect them to be good at math and to become surgeons and lawyers and architects and whatever else um, is considered to be a very like high education. So I put this pressure on my own, on myself, because I felt like if I go back to Russia and go to my school, you know, that I graduated, which I never did, thank God, because I wasn't happy there. (laughs) But if I would go there and I'd say that I studied tourism, I'd be put to the ground. I'd be like, looked at in a weird way and so um to me i didn't have the necessity to break out of the strictness from you know like at my house or something but i had the motivation to prove other people that you know i am worth something and i'm worth like or and my, my decision is worth something my decision to study something and to do something is worthy no matter what they think about it And so I always had, you know, in the back of my mind, um, this thinking like, I need to be an entrepreneur or I need to have my own hotel or I need to um, become like a manager in some hotel, hotel, you know, like general manager, owning my own place or something. I need to do like a really good corporate job to prove something to somebody. And so uh, this is a wrong motivation. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like the social expectations get in the way. I mean, the topic is revealing itself and it's going more to the um, uh, work in terms of like education, background and social expectations. So I think this is amazing. I love when this happens because it's basically the topic choosing itself and me like following it. So I love it. Um, In terms of my education, it's funny because with time, I also realized that my parents didn't impose anything to me. You know, it's not that they expected something precise. They only didn't because, well, because of their own education, they didn't believe in music as a major, you know, as many people don't believe that is a career path. Um, So I think it was this thing as well, you know, that nobody told me like, you cannot study music. I tried, by the way. And I didn't make it to the conservatory when I was 20 years old. And that broke my heart, you know, because I had my band and um, I really, really tried. But I think um, with time, you know, I could see, you know, that when I did makeup and photography and radio that I am such a, like a polyvalent uh, person, you know, I just need to do many things. And so I was like, maybe music is going to I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's going to kind of limit myself. You know, I need to do something bigger. And I remember writing and asking myself things. And I was like, so trying to find explanations about why society was this way, why things didn't work, why some countries work, why some economical plans work there and here not. You know, I was like so interested in the world. So I think that I kept the music, you know, as a hobby thing even though that now I'm doing classical music and it's a serious thing but I didn't know you know back then that I could do that um now I could find like you know the happy balance of doing everything but it took me literally seven years you know some people are like oh shit you did so many things that's so so cool but it took so long you know uh I took my time and I think that I'm thankful now because I am doing my thing you know and every time that I did I felt like this 
this adrenaline and this fire inside of me. And I was like, I'm going to do something with my life, you know. So um, I wanted to know what was the f- like most shocking cultural difference that you felt between Russia and Germany? Well, difficult it is to make friends uh, with German people because they're not very open. Uh, they are friendly and polite, but it doesn't mean that they're open. They're not going to be talking to you about uh, their personal life. We spoke with Clara about this. She's like one of the most uh, open people, like extroverted. And she told me like, after a while, I was like, I was the introverted in the room because for the language, for this and this. I remember. And yeah, remember. and it's it's so difficult. You know, girl, when I listened to that recording of you and Clara, I thought, oh my God, girl, I can relate so much because I think whether you speak the language or not, it's diff- if it's difficult for you to make friends and to get respect from people who are around you, it's going to put you down. And so I've become introverted and I love it. <laughs> I have to say it's always a combination. You know, um, we we I think we all have our introverted and extroverted sides. Um, you know, so to me, I think I've become very introverted But I enjoy it because I enjoy my silence. I enjoy the time uh, with myself on my own. And when I was younger and when I was still very extroverted in the beginning of my life in Germany, I wouldn't be able to spend time on my own. So you have to see it positively. Like, Yeah, of, of course. And actually, I think this is a similar thing, you know, for people like you leave your country. I come from a very uh, loud culture, you know, and um I think that um I don't know. I've I've never been like the loudest person in the room. Uh I have my personality. <laughs> I know that I have a very strong character and that I impose myself, but I'm not the person that is going to be making noise, you know. I think um uh I let my my energy speak for myself, but it's true that when I came to France, I was more open and I was meeting people and I was um I met so many cool people, but the problem is that for me, it was not difficult to like meet people and make friends, you know, that friendship always takes time. It was the fact for me that when I would get close to someone and when I would like someone and then I have, I'm starting to have a, like a group, they leave, you know, Toulouse is a very, uh, like a moving city, you know, people come and they go. And this happened to me so many times to meet such amazing people that come here to study because Toulouse actually is the biggest and first uh, student city in France. You know, it's like the place where most uh, students come to study and you have also, well, Airbus, you know, so they're basically students and engineers in here. Uh, it most, sounds like mostly. so much fun, but it can be so challenging, right? Because people are coming and going. Yeah, for me, it was at first... I, I I struggle so much with this. Um, so basically for you, the cultural shock, it is the fact that the, like the difficulty to make friends. Yeah, it wasn't even a shock. I heard about it, but it was a shock to actually relieve it because I thought I'm so extroverted. This cannot be that they don't like me. They don't respect me. They, yeah. they don't take me seriously. I'm a girl. I am a short girl. I don't know, you know, no matter how old you are, you're gonna stay a short, young-looking girl. Like, 
Oh. Nothing has changed ever since the picture that we took nearly nine Honestly, years ago. you look 16, babes. Right. Tell me, what is your night cream? What the <laughs> hell? How has been your experience in general working in Germany? Magically, I have to admit, this was a perfect manifestation of like 13-year-old me <laughs> for the future because German working culture fits perfectly to my way of work and very clear you get clear instructions and you're allowed to give clear instructions and this is just perfect so I've been working ever since I started studying and I had a permit to work so I had to do this because I need to support myself and I never got a scholarship unfortunately or maybe fortunately because I guess if I got a scholarship I'd never get my ass up to work and you know the motivation was also intrinsic I knew that I want to get out there and get my own money. And it was so joyful that I got myself my first Doc Martens from my own money. It was so expensive. And I was like in the first semester and I was like, holy moly, this is me living my best life. Babes, you know that yesterday I am such a nostalgic kid. And also my, my episode on Monday, I spoke about, well, my childhood house and everything. And you know that I went to my Instagram art chips and I saw yesterday that four years ago, I bought my own guitar here in France. It's like I got my first salary oh. and I went straight to the shop, bought my guitar. You can relate so much. I understand. <laughs> I felt like I am going to conquer the world. Like when you get your own money, especially as a woman, I think there's such an amazing um, podcast called Financial Feminist. That is this girl, Tori, an American a businesswoman that teaches a lot of, in finance. It's incredible. And I believe that it's a very like a time of uh, women empowerment in terms of uh, finance. I think it's it's very powerful, you know, when you start getting like uh, financial freedom and this independence and you realize how capable you are of things is so important for women, especially to experiment. So I think you found like uh, a perfect thing because you knew what you wanted to do and you went to a place where the culture was for you a match. Honestly, I love my stability. I love having security. Maybe this, uh, you know, happened through me immigrating. I wasn't like this before, but it was just a perfect match of this German strict, straight culture and me being my organized strict square self so basically you and me you know even though we have very different like uh journeys you know like millennials like to say um i'm still doing you know studies in sociology and economy um and well i think i'm going to do a masters you know in uh psychoanalysis and philosophy and politic uh economy which i love you know i'm so interested in understanding people and how to make things work you know um i think this is about uh me and the fact that i have struggled so much with the feeling that not only for a personal matter you know i had to leave my countries in search of the life that i wanted the life that i discovered with you in london but also because I felt like I was living in a society that didn't align, you know, with myself, that didn't, um, even though I really love the culture and I don't feel like anywhere in the world you can laugh more than there and the friendship culture and everything. Deep down, you know, I just knew that there were things that they don't work and they don't seem to work. And I was like, I need to find a way, you know, so this is why I went to this path. 
and you work in cor corporate. I did many different jobs, but there's one thing, you know, common between you and me. We have worked in restauration. I mean, restaurants, you know, I've been a waitress. You've worked as a hostess and it seems so easy, you know, from the outside, you know, people think this is the easiest job in the world and they have no idea what it takes to do this job, especially because there are people from all different backgrounds, people that have their job. This is their job for life. They don't have any other interest. We are students, you know, so basically we're just paying the rent with this work. How was your experience working as a hostess? Please tell me. Exactly what you said. So many people are coming from different backgrounds and the mixture can be very toxic. And uh, obviously this has to do also with the fact that they are doing this for a living. And I think this whole um, culture of, um, you know, like... <sighs> I only have German words in my head. Say them, say them. I want to hear. Um, Tell me something in German. Like Ellenbogengesellschaft. It's like fuck. elbow uh, elbow society. Like, um, how do you call that? You yeah, know, competitive. competitive. So I think my experience is definitely not going to be objective because I didn't work there for a long time. But I could relate to the fact that, you know, the mixture of different cultures, what you just said, can be very toxic at a workplace. Yeah. And um, people who are doing this for a living take the job very seriously and they know how things are supposed to be done. And then you come over and you're motivated and you're friendly and you get your tips and uh, you think that everybody's going to love you. And in the beginning, everyone is so friendly. But after some time, you learn how toxic this culture oh, actually shit. is. And that everybody is just only trying to work their ass off just to cover their own ass. And, you know, everybody is just thinking about themselves in the end. And you have this illusion coming in like, oh, my God, international environment this is going to be as cool as uh, going to language school in london this is going to be so much fun and in the end you just end up burnt out oh also with like bleeding feet aching back and um no self-esteem yeah. oh my god <laughs> so, you um, know that in my own experience from all jobs that i've done i can say this has been the hardest job that i've ever done because when I got in, I was so excited, you know, to work in this place. I liked this place. It was such a uh, very known, you know, in Toulouse. Uh, um, and everybody was nice to you when you're the new girl, you know what it is like you're I mean, and me also, I'm a very like, uh, like creative and everything. I am very strict, you know, and I like my job done correctly. And I was so obsessive with things. And at first they loved it, you know, because you do your job and it just makes everything better. But then at some point you start to like break with their own balance, you know, and how they do things. And I remember quickly, you know, having a lot of issues at first. I would love it. It was the time of my life. And I am still very thankful for this, you know, for all the things that I've learned. 
especially, you know, from a sociologist point of view, for me, it was all like travail de terrain. It's called in French. It's like being in the, in the, I was like, I need to learn about French culture. Therefore, I need to work in a restaurant because then I'm going to see people, how they talk, what they eat, how they behave. You know, for me, it was a way of learning. So smart. And I loved it, you know. And also I got, when I got there, I got very, like, good colleagues that I got to be very friends with. And I don't know, I learned so much, you know, from people. So many people helped me, you know, to uh, not be so strict. I mean, I was like, you don't get it, you know. You don't know who I am. You don't know the things that I've done. I've been raised, you know, from a neurosurgeon with German origins. I mean, I cannot be, you know, just leaving things in a way that is, I don't know, it fucks with my brain, you know, and they wouldn't get it. They were like, why are you so like obsessive about details? Yeah. Like we don't give a shit. We don't even see this shit. And I remember at some point I, I started to get very, very like feeling very bad. You know, I, I was scared about going to work and deep down I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, this is like the easiest job in the world, you know? And I was like beating myself down because I have done so many more difficult things And I, when I feel like weak or something, my response is just to put more pressure on myself, which I'm learning, you know, to change this. Um, but I remember, you know, uh, not understanding that a job is not just what you have to do technically, but how do you adapt, you know? And yeah, in terms of like French culture, I think that I had beautiful experiences, you know, in this But I also think that I would never fucking put my foot again in a cafe, you know, to work there. I worked also in a restaurant which was, which was better because I worked for a woman, you know, a chef. And I got to learn so much from her. She helped me so much, you know, and I had beautiful, amazing colleagues. But still, it's a very difficult job to be serving. When people think that maybe you're going to be friendly, maybe they can comment on your ass. This happened to me, you know, and... It was so, at first I didn't realize this, but at some point I would just break down in tears. I couldn't go, you know, I couldn't go get in, you know, and I was trying to do anything not to go. And well, I had to wait until something extreme happened, you know, in order to quit. But uh, I think this is such a common thing, you know, for foreign girls, especially, you know, to go into mm -hmm. restauration, you know, to go work in restaurants, uh, thinking that this is going to be easy and it's not easy. And it's so difficult. And also sometimes the fact that you're uh, foreign, I think that makes people like, I don't know, take advantage of you, you know, and think that they can maybe get away with some things. And uh, I think that the minute I started to put my feet on the ground and be like, no, stop, it went to hell, you know. And I wanted to know, you know, if in Germany was it had been the same for you. We have very different personalities, you and me, so maybe not. But it's still a very difficult job. And especially maybe here in France, I don't know. Here, I don't know. Um, This just messes with your head because you think, if I'm incapable of doing this easy job, what am I capable of doing? You know? Put it, so this really put it in the perfect words. It was this. I was like, Julieta, how the fuck is it that you cannot do the easiest job? <laughs> you bitch. You know, I would just beat oh, myself no. down and I was like what the fuck is wrong with me you know and at some point you know I, I can relate I started therapy you know because I was like I need to understand what's going on and I realized that it was other things you know I was not doing what I came here to do uh you know I was it was 
this was covering up the fact that I was still afraid of starting this project. You know, I was, you know, it was kind of a mask, you know, at some point it had to fail down, uh, fall down, sorry. Uh, but I wonder, you know, how was it for you in Germany? You think it was in general, how, how long did you work there? Um, not for a very long time. I think I gave up after like three months yeah. because the environment was just not good for me. Yeah. I had bleeding feet and, um, I had a first like trial day as a hostess. I cried. I cried my eyes out and I thought, okay, I have to do this because I want to build a career in this area. And, you know, yeah. to be going to the top, you got to start at the bottom. Absolutely. And I was already grateful to be a hostess and, you know, not a waitress because I thought that this will put <laughs> different responsibilities to me and I'd have like something to manage at least. Um, this was not the case as a hostess. You're in between the kitchen, the waiting stuff, and the reception. And so everybody's blaming you when something goes wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was not a nice experience. No, it was really bad. Like, you don't belong anywhere. Uh, but um, I gave up. And so it's okay. I'm glad that I gave up. A friend of mine told me, if you want to build a career, you have to, you know, stick your um, pride <laughs> up your ass and go there and not let them put you down and you know you're giving up too early and I was like I don't care it doesn't make me feel good it messes with my head oh, I love it it messes with my with my health and I just stop and honestly I applaud you I babies for this <laughs> I applaud you because me I knew for example uh three months in I was like I need to leave but I am just so um, I need, you know, I need to prove myself. This is how I build, you know, my confidence. I'm like, wait, I want to do this. Um, I need to prove myself that I can, and I have to, you know, I'm changing this about myself because I think I, I went way too far in many aspects in my life to like really, really put my mental health in the table and trade it like for nothing. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, this is a very normal job, you know, for girls to do abroad. And it's important, you know, to know when to quit because sometimes we, I think we have so much pressure on ourselves. We are alone abroad. Uh, we know we can do so much. So uh, we push. And we also agree for less, you know, because we think we're not worth it. We think our language uh, barrier is too strong. We think that we are not educated enough. We think that this is the only way to start. But that is so not true. Yeah. If you have the opportunity to, you know, do IT, if you study IT, if you go abroad and directly start studying, then just, you know. Yeah, aim high, you know. Thank you so much for this conversation. I cannot believe the treasures of the internet the fact that we're in different countries and we can do this i wanted to take a minute to thank everybody that is listening whoever you are wherever you're from if you want to tell me where you are from please send me a message on instagram or by spotify i'm gonna love it and well babes thank you so much for this conversation i cannot wait to see you i wish you the best in what's coming uh, cannot wait to talk to you again. Thank you so, so much. I wish your podcast a lot of success, but also joy. Just enjoy whatever you're doing and enjoy talking to people. There is nothing better than, you know, living your dreams. And actually, you're turning your dreams into reality right now while recording this. I'm so proud of you. Take care. I love you.